License 26099E. SmartSense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. Yeah, 805 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You can join us, too, at 512-836-0590. Joe Biden and uh, some Democrats and and a handful of Republicans encouraging the Speaker of the House and other Republicans to say yes uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, funding uh, Ukraine. Uh, Jump in here at 512-836-0590. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. When Putin launched his unjust and unprovoked war of choice, he was betting that Ukraine would fold. But he couldn't have been more wrong. Ukraine fought Putin's invasion with incredible courage and phenomenal skill. And nations of goodwill around the world rallied to Ukraine's cause. Now, earlier this week, the Senate passed a foreign aid bill that includes assistance for Ukraine. But House Speaker Mike Johnson says he will not even bring it to the floor for a vote because it doesn't include any provisions about border security. And it comes after Republicans blocked a separate bipartisan bill uh, that did include uh, heightened border security measures. So we've, uh, I guess, given now this this will top by about $120 billion. We've been funding Ukraine's war, and it's what? It's it's now ended in a stalemate. All this money, so it could just sit there and be a stalemate. Yeah. And, we're, and, and I don't really see $60 billion moving this war along either way. I think uh, you know, six months change? from now, yeah. nothing. Nothing at all. So six months from now, uh, you know, this former actor turned president in Ukraine will now come back over here to great thunderous applause from our Congress what as the, he asked for more money. What is the goal? What is the goal? What is the goal? When does this war end? Is this our new forever war? I guess it is, right? I guess America needs a forever war, right? Mm. That's what it appears. That's what the Uniparty wants. Uh, Richard, uh, good morning on the Todd and Oz show. Hey, Richard. Yes, sir. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, what's on your mind? Uh, you wanted, you asked a question about why we are helping Ukraine. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We asked about okay, before yeah, the yeah, top yeah. of the we're, hour. We're helping Ukraine because years ago we talked Ukraine out of getting rid of their nuclears, Talk their to nuclear warheads to protect themselves from Russia. We said, we'll take care of you. Russia, Russia comes to you. We're going to take care of you. That's why we're protecting them. Now, they had the troops. Russia put troops on there for a year, so Biden didn't do nothing. He could have he could have uh, got involved then and stopped it from the get go, but he did nothing. Yeah, I hear what you're and, saying. And the, I'll ask yeah, the question the, again: Why is it in the best interest of the American people to spend their children's money to protect Ukraine? Because the United States promised them if they got rid of their nukes, we would take care of them. If you, if why Russia tried to take their land, why did Bill Clinton make that promise? I, I didn't even know it was Bill Clinton that did it. I just knew it happened. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't well, that's I not. Like, that's not good enough. I, I feel like enough. in in the deal there, I feel like th- there was no provision that said you know we will we will protect you by any means necessary up to and including robbing one hundred percent of the taxpayers and leaving their border wide open. Right. You, you don't do it at the expense of uh, destroying your economy back at home. 
You don't. You don't. And, 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 and it appears that we're not really doing anything to protect Ukraine. We're just doing enough to just kind of keep Russia at bay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're kind of like... Uh, there's no progress. No progress has been made in this war. Yeah, you're right. We're, we're, and, and, and like I said, you know, we've just allowed it to, to we've paid for a stalemate and, and it will continue to be a stalemate. You're right. Here's uh, Lloyd Austin again. We'll continue to work together to get Ukraine what it needs to hold on to its gains and to keep pushing back uh, Russia's illegal occupation in the months ahead. All right. Uh, jump in at 512 uh, yeah, we'll take a couple more calls. Here's Lloyd Austin again. The countries of this contact group, almost two years later, are still united in common purpose. The Kremlin keeps on betting that we will all lose interest in Ukraine and that our support will f- flicker and fade. But I am more determined the, uh, than, than ever, and I know that you are as well. Yeah, so uh, Lloyd Austin, the Biden administration, rhino Republicans, progressive Democrats, they basically say, you know, hey, whatever it takes, we'll continue throwing weapons and money that direction. Whatever it takes, no matter what it does to the American economy, uh, no matter how it stretches us thin, it's it's in. It, we're going to do it. We're just going to keep on keeping on. Yeah, yeah, and and it's. I mean, it will eventually. The, the detriment will show. Yeah, uh, but I don't believe that this that this government currently operating and, and making all these moves with with all this money. I don't believe that. That they ever even, that's that's not in the discussion. Oh, well, what's this going to do to the American people down the road? Yeah. That's, that's just, never in the discussion. I just think we need a good accounting of, uh, of the weaponry, the munitions, and where our money has gone, right? Where money has gone, where the weapons have gone, just a good accounting of the people's resources is all we're asking for, right? Would be nice. Right? Would be nice. You know, we could, we could solve a lot of this debate if, uh, they, if they were to do that. David is in Bastrop this morning. Hey, David. Good morning, Todd Nas. You're, you're, you're calling for an accounting. Uh, y'all have Michael McCall on your, on your program fairly often. Mm. Well, we, Senator, I mean, House member, he comes Michael on. McCall. Mm-hmm. He's, he's my House member, too. He uh, was part of the, of the panel that did the audit of the aid going to Ukraine last year. Mm-hmm. His office says none of it was stolen, and it's military equipment we're sending. We're not sending money. The $60 billion goes to replacing... Yeah. Our stocks with new updated equipment, and we're getting rid of the old equipment. Oh, okay. And and, and see, this is this is the thing that's destroying the Republican Party because everybody I know is threatening not to vote, and that's what McCall's office is saying. That's why he voted for the 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 package. So what we're so so what you what you're saying, David, is is and, and yeah, we know that we've talked about that. We're sending a bunch of uh, old weaponry and munitions. And uh, and then that money, that ninety six or the sixty billion in this one, would go towards replacing that equipment. Still, our money. Right. Being it's spent. fungible. It's still money that we don't have, David. Well, when when has the Republican Party and and, and I'm not I arguing have, for the Republican Party, David. I'm arguing for has, the American any, people. When has Congress ever tried to fix the Mexican border? Either side, either party. When I know it's off. a uniparty, David. We're saying the same thing. Neither party wants to shut the border down. I got and, you. And yet, do you know how easy it would be to shut that border down? I do. The, I do. For, for the out of for the out of power Republicans, uh, uh, tell is, us. All, is all Michael McCall and Ted Cruz and John Cornyn would have to tell Mexico and sit down with Trump and saying when you when you get elected and you shut down the border, tell Mexico the first the first ten million that are going to be exported will all be from Mexico first. 
and you'll see that bo- you'll see Mexican troops on that border. Yeah, I, I think we should just stop any kind of foreign aid we send to Mexico well, and, uh, and and really crack down and play hardball with them. I'm not yeah. arguing on behalf of Republicans on this at all. I'm yeah. arguing on behalf of future Americans that won't be able to buy a car, won't be able to buy a home because our economy is is collapsing. Yeah, and we're just printing the money to prop up, uh, you know, uh, Lockheed Martin. You know, that sort of thing. Remember that roundtable last time Zelensky was in town before he went off to Canada to uh, to praise a Nazi before the Canadian parliaments? Uh, before he left town in D.C., he had a roundtable discussion, a conference room discussion with all of the military uh, equipment manufacturers, yeah. the CEOs of Lockheed Martin. And he thanked them. He said, he said, oh, please send a message back to your employees at the at the manufacturing plants mm-hmm. who are helping us make ammunitions. You're you're saving lives by uh, by getting all of this equipment to us. Thank you, Lockheed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With his knee pads on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Squeeze in, Doug, real quick. Don't judge, Doug. Hey, Doug. Hey, how you doing? Good. Yeah, the reason. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the reason why we're sending that money over there with the Republican votes and stuff is because apparently they got a picture, couple of pictures of Cornyn. Schumer and Biden and Speedo's doing the polar plunge. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised if there were questionable photos floating around somewhere. Let's get back to the phones. Uh, Charlie is checking in on the Todd and Oz show at 820 here on KLBJ. Uh, Charlie, good morning. Good morning, Todd and Oz. Thank you for having me on. I've been a listener since 2014 when I arrived in Austin. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Yes, yes, sir. Appreciate that very much. What's on your mind? Good job. Thank you. Uh, So, the uh, it's been a this is related to Ukraine. It's been Putin's desire that he's stated quite a while ago that he wants to restore the former glory of Russia. That, of course, would include the Europe, where the former Soviet uh, Socialist Republic. So the, he doesn't intend to stop with Ukraine. It's just a stepping stepping stone. You, you, well, hang on a second now. Well, hang on a second now. What, what you're saying is Vladimir Putin is the reincarnation of Hitler and is going to start taking over European nations. You, do you truly believe that? Uh, he's been stating that for quite a while. You truly believe, you, you truly believe that, 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 okay, if that's the case then why isn't the president of the United States uh, ready to destroy him, literally destroy him? Because that would be the well, no, that would be the honorable thing to do, right? Well, destroy is not really, uh, you might say, I wouldn't say necessarily honorable. It would be quite destructive. So we need to, we need to stop No, 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 you're, ter- you're wait, wait, time out, time out. You, you, you are right? saying that Vladimir Putin is going to invade a bunch of countries and take them over. What, yeah. do you, what do you propose to stop them? Well, Ukraine is the first step. The, the fact that he even mentioned that uh, they... But we're not... But it's NATO not working. It's not working, is it, Charlie? countries on there. Charlie, it's not working. What I'm saying is is you and, and your Democrat friends are wrong on this it, it, because your, your words don't match your actions. If you truly believe well, that Vladimir Putin is the next Hitler, then, 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 then Joe Biden should take him out. 
and save the world. Well, save the world. I save the world. I Joe Biden what to do. I don't think we should be bringing all these illegals over either. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Thank you, Charlie. Let me squeeze in. Uh, is it uh, Ken? Hey, Ken, good morning. Good morning. If you'll indulge me, I got a question and a comment. Do you guys recall any other administration sticking their uh, cabinet members like Lloyd Austin or Janet Yellen up to make speeches for approval of money for any country? Because I, I, I don't think that's normal. Yeah. But I can tell you the reason that we're, or the government is trying to send money over there, I, I can give you four or five reasons. Lockheed Martin, RTX Corporation, Boeing, and North Grum Grumman. That's the reason they want this money funded, is so the lobbyists in Washington that manufacture weapons can actually provide more benefits and nepotism to the politicians' families. That's all it's that. about. Yeah. Putin is just the latest boogeyman like Trump. Yeah. I can definitely buy that. What do the people that work at these companies think about this? You know, let's say you, you you live up in Fort Worth, up in the Metroplex, and you work for one of these companies, Lockheed Martin. Do you want Ukraine to, you know, do you want to prop up Ukraine? Is is that what you're thinking day to day? Gosh, I need, gosh, I hope uh, I hope the House votes yes on that $60 billion for Ukraine. I, I love my job at Lockheed. You think that's what's what they're thinking? I don't think so. I don't think people think that way, do they? I think, I mean, well, I, I definitely think that, that there's, uh, I mean, all that money that's involved with all those con defense contracts certainly counts. Yeah, and so I, I, I do think that uh, as long as the as long as the weapons continue to be manufactured, the money can continue to flow. Well, Vladimir Putin needs to be stopped. He is an evil person. I get that. He's a longtime enemy of uh, the American people and the American government. We've been told that for years and generations. Right. Right? Right, right, right. Well, if that's the case, that he may take over Poland, it doesn't seem like our country's reacting the appropriate way. If if it really. If if the situation really was the existential threat that that they claim it to be, all of Europe is going to be overtaken. Yeah, he's going to do what Adolf Hitler couldn't do well, and take the entire continent. No, he's not. He's not going to do that. I don't think they have the means to. And, and well, if certainly they don't. And if that's the case, then we need to drop a nuclear bomb on the Kremlin, don't we? Right. But we don't see that sort of uh, ain't nobody, proactivity, do we? Ain't nobody talking about peace. Nobody's talking about sitting down and and working together at all. Nobody's talking that way. Well, in that in that interview that Tucker Carlson had with Putin the other day, he mentioned something about you know sitting down for for negotiations at some point. Yeah, but, it is yeah. uh, eight twenty five, and you could jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Listen, uh, during the Austin City Council work session yesterday, the city staff brought forward a possible development opportunity for a location near the Austin Convention Center. Uh, based on a, a slideshow presentation from the Austin Convention Center Department, the proposal could include hotels, multifamily housing developments, and ground floor retail. Yeah, the proposal is in the early stages of, uh, of a three-phase process with uh, presentations of market analysis findings, and the current proposal projects construction on a brand-new convention center. A brand-new Austin Convention Center could begin in 2026. Well, council feedback will uh, will be welcome in, in various engagement activities, including 15 stakeholders and uh, online surveys and things like that. Uh, developer solicitation is the next step for the city and is expected to take uh, take on, you know, with the expansion project, according to the presentation we saw yesterday. And this looks like it's got a pretty aggressive timeline. I mean, the, the councils, they're going to talk about this this summer, uh, I think in July. 
and uh, they want a, like a, a master agreement completed by the end of the year if, if they decide to go along with this. And, I, you know, they're, they're looking at what, either hotel or a big old multifamily development. That, and we talk about affordability problems. Mm. And what are we going to... Who's going to afford all that down there? That's true. You know, I, I mean, obviously somebody could, but but none of us regular folk. Well, uh, back in May of 2023, the city of Austin said it was moving forward with the process of expanding the convention center uh, because it's what the people wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Well, do you know how much this is going to cost? Uh, or is it just a blank check? I, th- I you know, you know how the, the council goes. They've yeah. got their big dreams, and, and they they look at the green, the cash later. Yeah. Well, the city plans to close the, the convention center for construction after South by Southwest 2025. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it, it would reopen with the new building uh, before, uh, you know, by uh, 2029. That's dangerous right there, man. That sounds dangerous. Because in that window of that four years, where will South by Southwest be? Where will the convention be? Where will they get together? Be? Will it be in, in another city? No, I, I, would, I would be very surprised. Uh, Where would they go to have that big of a convention here in town? I don't know, Palmer Event Center, maybe? Kalahari Resorts? Kalahari, yeah. Right? What would Austin think about that if Round Rock stole a South by Southwest for a couple of years? It would be interesting to see. There, the, the, there was a city analysis that, that showed that that area around the convention center, it's, it's not really as feasible for office and commercial space as it, as it is for this multifamily. So yeah. It would require far too many subsidies. Uh, if they wanted to put more commercial space. So they think they could probably bring in $315 million in hotel occupancy tax. 835 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Jump in at 512-836-0590. We are going to strike on February 14th. Yes, Valentine's Day, but we are not showing any love for Uber that day. All right, there you go. So there's a nationwide strike for Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash employees. And uh, and basically, they say they want better pay and better working conditions. Uh, they, they And apparently, those that are on strike uh, are saying they're not going to take anybody to Austin's airports between 11 this morning and 1 this afternoon. See, this is where this is where the real the real workers step up. Those, those that are out there grinding. These are the, they're gonna say, all right, fine. That's less competition. I'll go take them because I'm, I'm, I. You know, a lot of people don't don't. I mean, there are some people Those that are have true capitalists right there. That's man. Exactly right. Yeah, that's well, great. There are a lot of people that have it as a full or as a full time job, but more people I think do it as supplemental income. Sure. Which would tell me that they need that money. So they're probably not. They don't. They don't have time to go striking with you. Yeah. If you're out there uh, driving for Uber and Lyft uh, and you're uh, not part of the strike, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, or maybe if you're part of the strike. Uh, we, we hear there's going to be an event today, uh, you know, with some, some picket lines. Well, thousands of drivers, ride-sharing platforms like Uber and Lyft, and food delivery app Dash is going on strike for the same reasons, which I think is kind of interesting because we don't need Dash. Absolutely not. People need a ride to the airport. They do. But they don't need Dash. Dash, that's a luxury. Now, I don't hear cabbies saying they're going on strike, though. I so yeah, I, yeah. I dial up uh, Uber. I can't get a, li- a, a ride. I'll just... Get a yellow cab. Yeah, get a yellow cab. A coalition representing rideshare workers calling for massive strikes. One representative saying thousands of drivers nationwide could call out. And it's not just your commute that could be affected. Drivers, Uber Eats, DoorDashers, I'm here to remind you guys that. Do not drive on that day. Stay home. It's the first major strike since Uber and Lyft went public five years ago. What do we want? Justice! 
There could be chaos for those planning a Valentine's Day getaway, too, with organizers calling for rallies and for drivers to turn down airport trips in major cities across the country, from Philadelphia to Chicago to Austin. Yeah, the strike calls, uh, I guess it's the first since uh, Uber and Lyft went public back in 2019. Yeah, the drivers considered to be independent contractors have accused the platform of taking a, a disproportionately high amounts of their commission. Was it like 50-50, that kind of thing? Uh, you know, I, I don't that, know. That does sound kind of high, though. Yeah. I mean, if they're taking 50 out. But, uh, I mean, you're right, though. They, they don't, a lot of this is just luxury stuff. And, and, and I don't think anybody's going to be too impacted by this. I, yeah. I just can't. You think? I mean, I don't know what the percentage that the, the you know the share split is for Uber and Lyft drivers. I, I don't know. I, I I don't either. Just uh, but I I did see that uh, according to Uber itself, I think they uh, drivers it works out to about thirty three dollars per workable hour. Yeah. Uh, Nobody's missing a flight over this. No. No. Not at all. No, no, no. Justice for App Workers Group writing, we're sick of working 80 hours a week just to make ends meet, being constantly scared for our safety, and worrying about being deactivated with the click of a button. It comes a week after Lyft said it would guarantee weekly earnings for drivers, a first in the ride-hailing industry. Lyft now saying we are constantly working to improve the driver experience. Yeah, they, you know, so they, they, they don't want to work 80 hours to make ends meet. Well, well don't. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't either. Yeah, don't. <laughs> None of us do. No, don't. Don't do that. You have to, I mean, at that point, you got to find something else, yeah. right? Yeah, the uh, the Justice uh, for App Workers Coalition, uh, representing about 130,000 dr- drivers and delivery workers, they said its drivers would not provide a ride to the airport between 11 this morning and 1 p.m. this afternoon in 10 U.S. cities, including Austin, Texas, and uh, in some of the other large cities out there. Now, while many drivers sign up uh, with these firms to supplement their income and, uh, you know, from other jobs, some drivers uh, use this as a, as a full-time ways to, you know, make ends meet. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess some Uber drivers out there are saying that, that, that their monthly average, you know, gross earnings over the past year went down by more than 17%. And then they'll say, but, you know, Lyft went up 2.5%. Okay, well, go work for Lyft, you know, if theirs went up and yours went down. But... I think I, I don't, I don't think we're going to see mass demonstrations in the street. You got you got a lot of people doing these app app jobs because they need the extra cash. They're going to be out there grinding sure. because you're going to be sitting there with a picket sign in your hand. Yeah. Going to be taking your job for the day at least. The door dashers, man. I you know I just so many stories about that. You know, circulating on TikTok and on X. You know about how difficult it is to be a door dasher. How some people don't even give you a tip at all. Well, I'm not going to make that delivery. They didn't make a tip in there. That sort of thing. DoorDash does it all wrong, I think, in that they, I mean, they may have changed it, but the last time I used it, they force you to to punch in a tip before your food's ever gotten there. Right. So I have no idea if you're going to get the right stuff, It's if it's going to be good service. I have, I have no idea, but you're just going to, you, you just expect me to throw you a tip. I tip on merit. Most of the time, you're going to get tipped very well by me, but, you know, not if you don't deserve it. So DoorDash, I think, does that really incorrectly. Yeah. If I was homeless, I think I'd follow DoorDashes around just to get food. I'd just steal it from the porch. <laughs> That's actually... I'd porch pirate the, uh, the DoorDash food. That's what I would do. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised more people don't do that, actually. Yeah. yeah. But I would only do that in left-leaning voting neighborhoods. That's the only place I would do that. Yeah. Because they wouldn't complain. That's right. They wouldn't complain That's about right. it. What are they going to do? Call the cops? Right. They hate All the right. cops. Hang on a second. Let me squeeze in uh, Joe. Joe, good morning. 
Good morning. How are you? Outstanding. What's going on out there? I just pulled out of the driveway going to work. Yeah. I for, uh, I'm driving for Lyft and Uber, and I'm not missing the light. You what? Well, pick, were, pick, pick up your phone. I'm I can't. I'm going to miss somebody today. Huh? Well, are you? Uh, is it true? You say you work for Uber and Lyft. The Uber drivers are saying we lost money last year. The Lyft drivers are saying we actually made a little bit more money last year. Is it? Did you find that to be the case in either way? Sometimes it just depends on what day it is and how nice you are to your customer and how much they tip. Yeah. Well, you got a lot more opportunity today. Yeah. How are we not going to be? How are we not going to work? And call a strike when we're not even in a union. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Fair enough. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, good luck, Joe. Squeeze in Scott. He's checking in from uh, the Cedar Park area. Scott, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? Great. What's going on? So I'm a full time Uber driver. Mm-hmm. Right. I put in anywhere from eight to twelve hours a day. Uh, usually take a couple days off a week. But man, this this strike thing. I hope they do it because it'll just drive the prices up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I will say that today it wouldn't be hard for them to shut off because a lot of the Uber drivers, I imagine, will be going offline around noon anyway to recharge at six hours so they can have a full evening. Ah. It is Valentine's evening. Yeah, there right? you go. So, yeah. you know, we can drive 12 hours, but we've got to take six off before, the, and it has to be six consecutive hours before they recharges. So. It wouldn't surprise me that we would have a lot of Uber drivers offline anyway, getting ready for that. Scott, that, uh, it, it sounds like this is your full-time gig. It is now. I used to be an account executive for uh, software companies, and um, honestly, I won't ever go back to that. How many miles a day do you think you put on your car? Oh, my God, man, a lot. Uh, I'm very selective over the rides that I take. They, you have to do the quick math and determine the amount that you're going to be paid because we see that plus the distance. Mm. the distance to pick up the person and the distance to drop them off. And you got to do that quick calculation in your mind of whether or not you're going to accept that or reject it. Yeah. Right. And, uh, I reject more rides than I accept because they don't meet my criteria. And your criteria is a certain amount. And I would exactly, it's got to be a certain amount per mile. And, 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 and I'm comfortable with, and I would think the destination is important too, because you want to be able to pick up another ride very quickly from that spot. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Uber and Lyft both, they made a huge mistake when they they changed the, they changed the rules on this, right? They, uh, they made the shorter rides more lucrative because a lot of people were rejecting those. And the longer rides, the more distance we have, the less money we make. So we reject a lot of those longer rides now, uh, you know, and pick up, you know, the, the shorter rides because they, yeah. they actually pay better per mile. If you will, I have to ask um, you. A, I have to ask you a, a, a very uh, a personal question. You don't have to answer. Yeah. You don't have to answer. But some people are wondering, what kind sure. of money do you make? Work at eight to ten hours a day driving for Uber. Uh, the most I made in one year was eighty k. Uh, that that was uh, me personally. And wow. between my wife and I, she works about half as much as I do. We we'll, we'll pull about one twenty together. Now wow. keep in wow. mind, you got a lot of expenses right that that come into play, but you get right off on your miles as well you know you, you have to run it like a business you got to keep track of your expenses and write-offs um you got to keep it you know yeah. keep that record because I, I got audited one year they said my mileage looked um like it was a lot yeah. more than it should have been but i had all the documentation over supplied and uh was able to provide that to IRS, and they said, okay, you're good. No, but you, you track your receipts, your, your expense for Everything. tires and gas. You, you just track it all. You have to. Everything. Yeah. yeah. 
That's great. Is there, Scott, I'm just curious. Is there any place you won't go here in the Austin area? Yeah, I'll go everywhere. Okay. It, it, I, I've been doing this. I've been doing it off and on for 10 years since the very beginning. And uh, I've got, you know, between, between Lyft and Uber and the other ride shares when they were here, mm-hmm. over 20,000 rides. Do you look at the score of the of the riders? Do you look, you know that uh, score? It doesn't, Is that doesn't matter to me whatsoever. Uh, okay. It doesn't matter. But, I mean, if somebody's got a, a score of a two, you don't want to pick them up, right? I don't, I mean, you won't see those, typically. That's uh, true. That's true. You know, they, they, anybody with that lower score is not going to be able to use Uber. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, they, makes they, sense. They put restrictions on them at, at a certain point. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I try to keep my rating at 4.9 or better. And, uh, you know, I've got to be careful listening to you guys. Yeah, because I get some one-star ratings every now and again on, <laughs> on uh, dis- disturbing radio. Oh man, <laughs> you really? We're in oh. a liberal. Oh really? <laughs> We're in crank, a liberal bastion. Crank it up, man! Oh, that's crank great. it up! Crank it up! Yeah. That, all right, man. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate that. Appreciate, appreciate that, man. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> eighty bucks, eighty grand a year, man. That's, that's pretty awesome. good. Yeah, that's pretty. And you know, you're you're driving around in your own car. You're you're calling your own shots. Uh, I mean, you know, there's got to be some some liberation to that. After it's not like you came from the corporate world. I meant to ask him, is he ever feel for his safety? Because that's one of the things the striking uh, transportation drivers are saying. They're concerned about their safety. What could Uber do to increase their safety? I mean, I, I don't think you could carry a weapon if you ride for these could drive for these companies. And that's unfortunate. Uh, Mike is in. Uh, he's on Burton. Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Great. What's going on? Uh, well, I had a couple things to touch on real quick because um, when I first got uh, to Austin, 2015, um, I was looking for a job, so I started running Uber. And uh, back then, you know, all expenses calculated. It was about eight to ten dollars an hour. Um, also, I wanted to say, you know, when you're doing stuff like that, uh, you might be open for you know ten, fourteen hours a day, but you know you're not working that whole time. Like there is downtime. So, it, besides the fact that I don't really think it's work, anyways, like I'm literally in my car, you know, going point A to point B. That's not work uh, to me. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of downtime, so you're not working that whole time. What kind of car uh, you? What kind of car you work with? What are you driving? Oh well, with that I was doing a uh, Kia Forte and a Hyundai Elantra. You know, I'm not using my Chevy Silverado for that. Sure, probably a good idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, now you know, outside of my full time job, um, I still run Favor, which is kind of like a DoorDash app. Yeah, I use it all uh, the time. Which I love, uh, and yeah, we see distance, we see tip uh, most of the time. It gives you an approximate sometimes, but um, I did want to say on that note, like if you're getting your food delivered, Oz. Uh, you better tip, man. Oh, I never did. Uh, like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, there's no, there's no excuse for that. It's a luxury. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not tipping, then you you know. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, I got to stop you there. Did, did you think at some point you heard me say that I don't tip? No, 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 no. Okay. I heard you say you tip uh, on merit. And uh, uh, I mean, your 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 merit is the the food gets delivered to you. There you, know? you go. Yeah, so, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I favor something called flex pay. Right, so flex pay is something that favor offers, uh, where they up the base pay for the for the favor once enough people turn it down. Yeah. Right. So at that point, you know, when I see flex pay, I go ahead and take it because the base pay is higher. Uh, I am very selective, but at that point, I know that that person is going to be upset because they've been waiting probably twenty, thirty minutes for somebody to accept their favor and get their their food to them. So you know, if you're not tipping, we can see that, and you should probably just go. 
pick up your food yourself. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you checking yep. in, man. Thank you. Some good insight there. Uh, you want to clear up the air about your tipping uh, your, your tipping prowess? Oh, I, you want to clear up the confusion? I don't have to justify it. I tip well. I've always thought you were a w- good tipper. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not sure. I had no idea on the streets that uh, there was a reputation developing that you're a bad tipper. Apparently so. I had no idea. Complete and total loser. Well, you can't always control these things, can you? The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. License 26099E. Smart Sense, brought to you by Smart Air Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save up to $3,400 on a new comfort system. Whether your furnace is no longer working like it used to, or you want to get ahead of the summer heat, it's time to call the expert heating and cooling technicians at Smart Air. Call now and take advantage of this smart offer from Smart Air. Call 512-600-4311. That's 512-600-4311. Or visit SmartAirAustin.com.